Before we start this episode, we would like to acknowledge that we are on Gadigal land and the land on which we're both gathered is, was, and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, and welcome to Trans Hotcons, a show made by trans people for trans people, or just anyone who's a hot cunt in general. Uh, we're going to talk about all things related to being trans, our experiences, and uh, tell you what it's like to live our lives and uh, tell you about some stories from our perspective. Oh, everyone, please note that this is the first in real life in podcast. studio pod. In studio the pod. best in studio pod. We're in the sanctuary. In the real, in real person. COVID is declining. Get vaxxed. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, but we're going to talk about dating because, you know, we have a lot know, to talk about. A lot to talk about. I think well, dating want, as a trans person. Yeah, dating is a as a unique trans- thing. It is. It's definitely like a you know like a hurdle at the start that eventually <laughs> like <laughs> kind of. It's also something that like other people seem to be really concerned about. Like a lot of people yeah. ask me like you know like oh like are you able to date? I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, you've dated many more people than I have. <laughs> That's like, actually, no, I actually don't know how many relationships you've been in. But just, I know it's probably more than me, right? I don't know. Well, like, how many have you been in? Two. Um, officially, like, four. Oh, just wow. because I think in both our experience, I mean, obviously, we've had relationships. So and I feel like neither of us have um, been at the phase where it's like, I'll never date anyone ever. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's kind of this conception that maybe it's for like older, more adult trans people, people mm. who date, who become trans later in life or whatever, um, that it's like extremely hard for them to find a boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't know why I like made it specifically heteronormative <laughs> in that sense, but um, partner. Partner. But um, I think the thing is that I've come to realize people who struggle to date as a trans person it's because it's in a heteronormative context mm, and yeah. I know a lot of hetero people struggle in a, like trans romantic context because that's a problem for some people like I know yeah. a lot of hetero guys are straight up like don't even register trans women it's like an option mm, yeah so I feel like yeah. that's why so many trans people I know and have heard of have been like I'll never date is because it is harder in like a hetero crowd mm. thank god I'm not straight so i've not really been concerned about that but i mean it happens i hate the fact that um well i mean obviously everyone knows that so many people feel like an attraction to a trans person is same sex yeah well like they'll they'll call it like gay yeah it's just like, so so i mean trans guys i mean like guys have said about me being trans if they were attracted to me like oh no that's gay or like i'm mm. not gay or whatever mm. or it just is kind of insulting is all like back backwards is when people would like be shocked that they're attracted to me. Like, whoa, is she actually hot? Like, well, I didn't think I could be attracted to her, but like considering or the like over like, Oh yeah, I'm not gay though. I'm not gay. Not gay though. Not gay though. <laughs> like, or they'd be like, I, I'd be attracted to her if, she, if I knew she'd had the surgery or something like that. That's another uh, thing I've heard said about me or it's like, if she didn't have the dick or something like that. And it's like, it's like, first of all, like, why are you, you shouldn't even, like, why is your first thought thinking of anyone, like, what they look like naked? It's kind of weird. Yeah. But also, I think definitely that's, like, a massive thing. Like, I think especially, like, in school I had a lot of trouble dating because it was, like, heteronormative. Right. And I think 
like it definitely is a lot harder for people when they are kind of trying to stay in like cishet spaces or whatever and like they are in like in the real world they're not within queer spaces so they don't have you know I don't know I, I have found that a lot of cishet people are less open which you know obviously not all and obviously like it's important to like make it clear to people that like it's totally still a straight relationship because like so oh. but <laughs> as well it's just like I think with myself like I all of my relationships have been with girls but they've all coincidentally like every girl I've been with has been bi which I've found like easier because it's just kind of like I'm not kind of it, there's just like that connection with like queer community where I'm just like not kind of scared that they're like I mean bi people are just the most focused-minded people mm-hmm. you'll probably like ever meet and it's cool yeah. to be around someone that you know no matter like how you present or identify it's like okay with them you know what I mean? yeah absolutely and it's just like especially like earlier in my transition like you know when i was figuring out my gender even when i was younger i had an anger management therapist because i had really bad anger issues come to find out why i was angry that i was male identified yeah at the time you don't know that at the time you're just like why am i always angry i was a really like happy kid until like puberty and then i was just like a fucking cunt like oh so i was terrible. a shit person before um, yeah transitioning like more so the older you get teenage years of like puberty and stuff like that because mm. like you're just a cunt i was a cunt yeah because i was so yeah. upset about like the way i looked and the way i was it was just projecting that outwards mm, and i think it also like often i kind of like would try and blame other things for like why i was pissed off and then blame people and then get mad at people yeah i like blame like people at my school and my family mm. or whatever or, yeah like, you know a celebrity for why i'm trans <laughs> a celebrity. why i'm mad and it's like yeah. oh can i ask about this topic mm. have did you ever date pre-transition i did um i was in a like wait what age did you start transitioning uh I 13 gosh and i uh, had a lesbian relationship at 12 gosh <laughs> live for it um wow it was a little moment but at that time i was questioning my gender so um it was like but i remember at the time which i think did actually set me back a bit in discovering my identity is my partner at the time who was bi so it didn't even make sense was just like oh yeah i'm cool with everything as long as you're not just like a male i think that really pushed me back and then i think after that relationship ended I kind of, well, I didn't date until then I transitioned, which it's like, once you're that clear in yourself, it's like, I was already, I wasn't on hormones when I started dating, but I was like certain in myself and male presenting and like, you know, not dating anyone who like wouldn't see me as a guy. Cause that's just like, why would I put myself through that? I didn't date until transitioning. And thank God, because I know the idea of me dating, like pre-transition sounds like hell. Mm. I think that would have been a lot. But also, who would have wanted to? Like, <laughs> that's gross. But I do feel like, and this is very interesting, I do feel like I was in so much of a rush to transition and to get it started because I was, like, not only desperate to be seen as a woman, mm. but desperate for, like, the romantic and sexual and, like, hetero gratification mm. from, like, men. I wanted so desperately to be, like, validated as a woman by men that I was, like, in such a rush to, like, like, I just, I didn't even want, like, a boyfriend, per se. I just wanted people to see me as a woman and to, for people to, you know, like, yeah. and, it, but it is a very male-endorsed feeling and that, like, mm. you, 
because all of my friends were women and I was so envious of the fact that they'd get boyfriends all the time mm. and people would always talk about how attractive they were and like there were all options to these guys and it would like I was never so it would it would always just like that's why I kind of felt like I was in such a rush to like to transition and obviously it's a rush in general because like mm -hmm. the longer you stay in a form that you're not happy with it like begins to really hurt you mm -hmm. and your mental health so you're already in kind of a rush but I was in a rush to look different as quickly as I could because I just needed to achieve some kind of validation from like my male peers and it never really happened actually mm -hmm. not the way I wanted it to because then it just becomes kind of like trans fetishization mm, like the gratification gross. i was getting was like people who had like trans female kinks which is like fine i'm more than happy for people to be like really interested in and like with a preference on trans women sexually it's just like when it becomes degrading i guess and, or, or when it's like um like a, a sneaky sort of like you better not tell him because i had that happen to me where it was mm. like you can't tell anyone about this, like, you know, that I am attracted to you kind of thing. And it's like, okay. I had like, I had a guy who told me he was like bi, but he was just straight and told me that. So, cause like he knew I was trans and like had like a little weird, like he wanted to hook up with a trans guy, which I don't know. I mean, for me, I had that thing of kind of not feeling like an option. Like I think for me, I was very like immediately put into the box of like, of, like, if I would tell people that I was, like, interested in someone, they would be kind of like, oh, like, are they, like, bi or something? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hate him. That. Yeah. If I ever, not even, like, a crush or any kind of romantic interest, mm. if I even just said to one of my friends, like, oh, that person's cute or whatever, they'd be like, oh, you know that they know that you're trans, right? Or, like, yeah, yeah. Are they, like, in, are they gay or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, girl. I know. Or, like, even people would oh. be like, Oh, like, I remember someone was like, oh, we should, like, figure out who's pan, like, so we can see who you can date. Yeah, like, find new I'm options, like, find new queer options. And I'm like, I don't need your help. Like, I'm good. I should preface by saying, because I haven't yet, although I have said this in other podcasts, I am in the most amazing relationship ever. So, like, me discussing bad experiences is kind of, like, a thing of the past because I haven't had any since dating this amazing person. But, and we'll get into that because there are really good aspects about dating as trans mm. person. But I think the biggest thing... In the beginning, and again, I actually didn't even think I would date women up until my girlfriend now, mm. and I like wasn't even sure if I was, you know, biopan or whatever or gay. Um, and so I kind of was focused in more of a heteronormative atmosphere and looking at guys. So I think the biggest fear, at least from like a trans female perspective, is you, you kind of feel like you won't be able to satisfy or you won't be able to be enough because mm. you don't have a vagina. I definitely like, had like the opposite kind of like thing where it was like, I felt like with girls, it was like, I, I kind of at first, you know, thinking I was straight for like the first part of my transition. Um, I was always thinking like, you know, like there's no way that anyone would be satisfied with me. Cause it's like, why would they want to, if they could get like, like I, I just kind of had this thing where it's like they would need a dick to be and that is the most, like, by, sad, which is it is such a sad, painful like mm. even just thinking about it now makes me like really sad for myself mm. in the past. Yeah, it really does like hurt you when you think about like oh they could have you know an AFAB woman and it's like mm. um so much like they'd probably be so much more satisfied by that unless you 
tick some weird kink fetish box. This is aimed at one person specifically, and we all know who that is, but I won't. But yeah, it is a really depressive mm. mindset to be in that, like, you won't satisfy as a trans person. Thank God I'm in a place now where it's like being trans is actually like the most incredible benefit in my relationship. Mm. I think that's definitely like the like the most important thing about finding like a person who like validates you in that way and like yeah. has a relationship with you and like shows you that they actually love your body and that like it's not an exception. I think like even like in my last relationship who I'm still like best friends with this person so I'm still gonna yeah in my last relationship like I was very reassured that like me being trans wasn't a detriment and I think that's something that I've felt before and like it was a thing where I felt like it was like they liked me despite being trans, whereas this person kind of made me realise that, like, that's not even, like, a thing that's an uh, issue, which I think it's so important to just find people that, like, do that for you and, like, yeah. allow you to feel like you're not, like, missing anything for them. And find someone who thinks that being trans is attractive. Mm. That's also... There are people out there. My girlfriend thinks being trans is really attractive and really cool. Sorry to expose you, <laughs> but it's like, you know that's something that people like find really cool and interesting don't look to make up for the expectations of straight cis people yeah as if you're like don't make yourself like a second best to them find someone that you're like the first option for yeah which is so much harder said than done because it is so difficult to just find people especially while we're at school because i feel Mm. like most schools are so strictly set and like heteronormative culture like yeah. i didn't know any cool queer people that i would want to date at my school mm. um, yeah yeah sorry you know <laughs> school school people but, <laughs> you know i wouldn't have dated those people yeah and like they wouldn't have dated me so mm, exactly yeah you really have to just branch out and find more people like you and i think that's going to be so much more easy to do when everyone's like out of school and 18 and stuff like that i don't really yeah. know what the age demographic is of people listening to this i mean for me that actually i know i do i've been checking out analytics oh, uh, our most popular analytics. age demographic is between 18 and 23 whoa mm, facts all my friends are like 17 yeah, that's the second. And then there's, like, 1% is, like, 65 plus. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Hey. So, you know, hey to that 165-year-old listening. Who? Who are you? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We love um, you. We appreciate you. But <laughs> Oh, and weren't, like, 10% of our viewers from overseas? Yeah, there was, like, 10%. US viewers? Well, yeah, and then, like, 2% is from England. Oh, shit. So that was pretty cute. Also, um, thought it was cool that, like, compared to the percentage in the general population that seven percent of our listeners listen on binary so that's pretty well cool. yeah that's sick. but um what was i gonna say oh yeah I, oh yeah that's why because i found definitely like because i graduated um last year and literally since getting out of school it's been such a mind shift from like feeling like in school being trained as such an alienated thing and now i just don't put myself in spaces where it is like i only put myself in because you have that choice once you're kind of you know like not forced to be in school I mean obviously work that is a thing where it's like I mean at w- work I'm stealth which makes it easier and stealth I stealth isn't like trans yeah as in like oh yeah I forget people use that but like don't use that but I don't really know what it means but I can just, kind of assume just like yeah people don't know that I'm trans at work and I have actually thought about you know like what would happen or like how oh. I feel that as well though like you can't even you can't get your um gender change around your birth certificate unless you've had like quote-unquote oh yeah I think my surgery. gender is male and that's, yeah it is. yeah mine yeah mine too much. and I have to submit that to like film school applications and stuff like that yeah it's like, like it's bullshit I 
there is a way around it. Like I'm getting around it when I get around to it <laughs> um, because <laughs> I, um, cause I've had top surgery. You can just make them right. Has had a gender. Oh, you surgery. can't. So I'm just going to say, Fuck you. yeah, I'm just going to do that. I always get a boob job. You could just, I want a breast augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> can you do that at age 18? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Breast growth rates are slower. Hmm. Well, they're actually not. It's just because I, like, technically started female puberty, like, two years ago. So, like, right. that rate is, like, I'm just, like, behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... We've obviously, I've been doing it since I was, like, 12. Yeah, yeah. It's That's also the weird thing. I felt, like, really... When I'm only now at the point where I feel like I look my age, I looked like, like a child until, like, this year. I still look young, but, like, I found... I mean, this was just for me. Like, no, you look at your age. Thank you. But I, I I know it's weird, but I feel like before I like became an adult, I can't a lot changed. But like before, kind of being on hormones for long enough, that I always felt younger than everyone in my life because I looked younger, which is a same. weird like barrier to have. Like I don't know. Like I I mean I had a really high voice, obviously, which that was like the main thing for me to be honest. Like having to like, having to like talk in groups of people and hear my voice next to them was like literally. I don't know, it's so weird, like, hearing my voice next to someone else's voice and comparing it used to be, like, my biggest thing, and it still sometimes happens, like, even in, like, if I'm just, like, talking with a bunch of dude bros, I'll be, like, comparing my fucking frequencies, and it's so weird. It's such a weird thing. I don't know. That's interesting. I guess that's such a unique, like, trans male thing, because Mm. obviously... Yeah, I was never concerned. I was more concerned about if my voice was really low. Mm, yeah, really yeah. And my voice is still, in, I still in many ways consider my voice to be a lot more like on the male spectrum than female spectrum. I can work really hard to feminize it if I want to. Oh my God. And this is so interesting. I don't know if you've experienced this as well, if other trans people experience this. I found that a really overly like feminized voice and really high pitched voice is like a defense mechanism for me. And if I ever feel like I'm in a situation or environment where people may not know that I'm trans or it's like a threatening situation that it's revealed that I'm trans, my default will be like to suddenly amp up like the pitch of my voice to like... I, so, I'll do the opposite I, thing. I will do yeah. that work if mm. um, I'm really, if it's like a really homophobic or transphobic person and I'm in like fear of them clocking me or I just like want to be perceived as like a natural cis woman which is so like damaging that you have to like do that to yourself. But mm. it is, it does happen. And because I can like push it if I want to, I just don't, this is just comfortable for me to talk. Um, and that's like, yeah, if there's, and it happens like unconsciously a lot. Mm, people yeah. be like, you know, you just spoke like really high all of a sudden for some reason. And it's like, well, but I'm sure you do the same, but like in a low way. Yeah, I do that a lot. It's very much at work, like with customers. Yeah. If someone seems like, and I mean, it, for me, it's like, obviously it's kind of different because like testosterone has like a, like, I mean, if people don't know, like taking testosterone changes your voice very significantly and like quickly, which is like a whole thing. But I, now I just feel like now I have a quote unquote stereotypically gay voice. So then I like try and get rid of that when like customers because i get scared that i'm gonna get like now i don't get like clocked as trans but i get a lot of people yelling at me assuming i'm gay which is a very weird thing like i've had people yelling at me on the streets calling me like faggot and all that and stuff and it's just like it's like i mean i love that i'm at that point where it's like 
I'm not trans. I'm just a gay guy. <laughs> yeah, I love how it's at that point where it's like, then they can't even assume that I'm like not AMAB, but it's also like scary. <laughs> it is scary because it's like, when will you just satisfy? <laughs> mm, I know. But I... also, can I just say sorry to like interrupt you, but I feel like estrogen on like female hormones on trans women don't have many altering effects to their voice. They kind of have to do that themselves. And unfortunately, for a lot of trans women who've already had significant um, like development mm. in male puberty towards their voice it's extremely fucking hard to like yeah. train your voice or achieve like a really f- typical feminine voice and i just think the concept of voice training in general is really like shit that mm. like a lot of trans women or trans people in general have to work really hard to achieve a voice that satisfies like the gender that they identify as yeah. um and like for a lot of people it's it's just like really difficult and you shouldn't be in the situation where you have to think about how you're about to speak every time you're yeah. about to speak because yeah. that, that does happen to me all the time where it's like mm. before i open my mouth i genuinely have to consider the register of my voice mm. before i start yeah. talking yeah and that's like fucking insane and i hate that but also um it's one of those things where people will be like her voice is so feminine i never would have known that she's trans or whatever like mm. on the reverse it's like she has a really masculine voice i can tell that she's a girl once said to me at work um because i was talking like this girl once said to me like you're trans right and i was and i just didn't feel the need to lie so mm-hmm. i was like yeah i am and she was like yeah i could tell your voice is really really deep you have a male voice what the fuck is like that said that was said to me and i was like excuse me you can't no, get in the fright i happen when like i someone came up to me and like asked me a question and like casually mentioned me being trans and at the time i wasn't out so i just like came up to her after in private and I was like oh I just wanted to ask like who told you because oh, I didn't think people knew and she was like oh it's just obvious from the way you look and I was like I'm gonna have flashbacks it's like the worst thing you could ever say right and then she didn't say she was like did I say something wrong like is there anything wrong with that like and I, she was and then she said something what did she say she was like I just don't think it should be insulting to you like shouldn't you be proud it's probably the I'm like, insult you could mm, give to a trans person yeah it's next to saying that you look like the gender that you're not identifying as mm. it's basically saying to a trans guy that like you present in yeah. a female way it's which just is, like bullshit. so fucking it's yeah damaging. like yeah I, that's like the most offensive thing you could say because trans people generally work extremely fucking hard to achieve a kind of presentation um because they're constantly feeling like they have to satisfy norms for the gender that they identify as so it's so fucking gross to say like you could tell or that it's mm. obvious Hey guys, so at the end of the episode where we draw attention to a trans creator and artist that we love, I wanted to talk about the English musician Cave Town. He is a proud trans musician. His name is Robin Daniel Skinner, and I just really love his music. I wanted to uh, draw attention to a song in particular, 888, which I love. Uh, It really meant a lot to me a while ago in my transition, and I hope you all enjoy it. He's a great artist. I think we should all give him the recognition he deserves as a trans artist and creator. I hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening to this week's episode chance hot guns we love you